What's up then, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL Podcast. Host as usual, Midge, alongside me, my co-host, the Keg. What's up, guys? How's it going? And joining us today for our off-season talk, Tennessee Titans episode, we have Sam joining us today from the Titans Brawl page. How are we doing today, uh, Sam? Hey, listen, it's a pleasure to be here. We're doing all right. You know, just uh, just crossing my fingers that uh, I'm going to hear some more news across the wire going on with my Titans. But, you know, we signed a special teamer, so, you know, we're making noise. <laughs> making making noises, that's making it. Waves. Making waves. <laughs> awesome stuff, Sam. So, Sam, before um, before we get going, I'll let, allow you to, you know, explain your socials and obviously everything you do with um, the Titans Brawl page so our listeners um, know exactly uh, everything that's going on with that. So I'll let you have the floor. Absolutely. So uh, I'm Sam Hicks 615 on Twitter. Uh, I've been with Titans Brawl for a little bit over a year with my, my co-host, uh, Salman Freedy, at South from Jersey on Twitter, and then Nick Lombardi, that's at Nick Lombardi on Twitter as well. Uh, we just, uh, we get together and we cover, we all been together since uh, July of last year. We all came on to uh, Broad Network, which of course is that network Brawl. I'm also the COO of Brawl, so uh, I handle some of the operations for those guys. Um, you know, it's uh, the the best thing about being a, uh, a sports fan, on, uh, especially on social media and doing podcasts and things like that, is just having the interactions and having it, the games mean a little bit more whenever you are um, when you're following and you're covering a team because you, you have to pay a little bit more attention and you learn a little bit of things that you might not know just being a casual fan. And I think that's like part of the that's part of the uh, the love that we kind of have when we're doing this whole sports networking thing that we kind of do. So for me, it's just it's it's a it's a blast to be honest, just to interact with people on socials and seeing all the hot takes that people have, the outrageous takes that people have that just make you just want to delete their profiles altogether. <laughs> but at the same time, it's uh it's fun. It's fun, and I, I do love to hear people's opinions, and they are opinions. Even everything that we say is an opinion whenever we yeah. say our takes on our teams and our takes on players that come throughout the league. I mean, but that's the beauty of sports. I mean, being a being a fan and seeing the passion and seeing some of these fans that just have grew up just bleeding two-tone blue or bleeding their team colors, I mean, that's what sports is all about, you know? It is. Definitely yeah. so. So we couldn't have said it any better on that. Definitely so. And like I say, we're glad to be talking with you today. So we'll jump straight into it. Now, uh, talking about Tennessee. Now, you know, I mean, as it is again, so 11-5, you know, you take the division crown on what seemed like a wacky finale in uh, in week 17 with, with all that going on, obviously, with just how you won the division as well and on the field goal, you know, the kick post and you're like, Crazy, crazy stuff, you know, but you got you, you got it done. You know, you got the number division crown, uh, you know, and, and, and offensively, you look good. You know, obviously, Derek Henry having a record-breaking year. I mean, I mean, you know, we could. I think, you know, as a fan, you could easily just talk about Derek Henry's praises in general. You know, if you don't, it, it's just so easy to. The guy's an absolute menace. Um, put it this way, I hate if I'd hate to be a defender, especially if you're like in the fourth quarter trying to tackle him because it's just impossible. Like the guy gets better as the game goes on. Two thousand yards this year, he was an incredible asset to that offense. Um, and as much as got to be said, Ryan Tannehill obviously had a decent year. You know, in terms of in terms of what he put up stats wise, um, you know, he had the production to get. You know, especially you know AJ Brown playing well, Corey Davis, John Lewis Smith. Obviously, that offense was very very good. 
obviously, you know, sort of got to a point where defensively wasn't as great. We'll talk about that and um, sort of pushing on to the free agency part. But we'll talk about the playoff game now. Obviously, you know, you had them, and, uh, you know, there's been a bit of a history between you and Baltimore a little bit in terms of, you know, I don't, you know, the teams don't really like each other that much. There seems to be this weird little rivalry there um, that's sort of gone on. And I remember watching that game and, and obviously, you know, Lamar, I think, you know, Lamar had his, his good, you know, that touchdown run and everything else. And it just seemed it could have gone either way, but you just couldn't get Derek Henry going in that playoff game. Um, and obviously he is a vital part. And then, you know, Tannehill didn't, you know, didn't, didn't make the throws in the end to try and get you in position. I mean, in just terms of the, from yourself and the opinion of how you would see, I mean, the season, would you, would you say it's a little bit of a disappointment in just terms of how it ended on the playoff run? Because obviously 11 and five is a good year. A division crown's always a good year, but just coming up short in the playoffs. Because of the year that we had the year before this past season, you're in the AFC Championship game and you're that close that you can taste it. Uh, I mean, it's, I would say for the majority of the fans, it was a disappointment, especially when you have one of the top offenses in the league. But, I mean, I've said it once and I'll say it again. The playoff, the playoff, playoffs are made for men, right? So it's a, it's a dirty game and the game changes when you get to the playoffs. The whole flashy offense and all that stuff is cute and it's really fun and we love to watch it. But when you get into the playoffs, the playoffs are whenever the hits hurt a lot more, especially when you're in the cold weather. It's it, The offensive linemen love it because as a former offensive lineman myself, I can tell you whenever it's – when the weather's cooler, you keep your lungs a little bit more. So those guys love to hit whenever it's cooler outside and they just don't get tired as much. So you, you have to be able – to win a physical type of game to win in the Super Bowl, to get to the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, it's great because, uh, as we've seen, like, Tampa Bay's offense flourished, but they were playing in Tampa Bay. I mean, you can't ask for better weather than what they had in that Super Bowl. But if that Super Bowl's in New York and it's 30 degrees, I guarantee you that game is a hell of a lot different whenever it's like when that weather's that way and you have to kind of change your game up. Now, granted, I still think Tampa Bay probably wins that because Leonard Fournette, uh, playoff Lenny, is just a different type of monster. He yeah. just plays different, and uh, he, he's a bruiser, so he would have bruised him up. But I, went, I, I would probably say for, like, the real Titan fans that really, really follow it, it was a disappointment because we didn't know that the defense was going to have the drop-off that it had last year. Like, when, when uh, one, we didn't expect the offense to just come out and be top three in the league, but we also mm-hmm. just didn't think that our defense was going to get really, really, really close to being one of the worst historically, like statistically, that you've ever seen when it comes to third down I, third down conversion. If it's third and 47, then, I mean, you I mean, you got a really good chance. Like, that's, that, that's absolutely <laughs> insane for NFL team. But that's just kind of how yeah. it was. It didn't really matter. We had corners playing 15 yards off. I could have caught a, a curl route against our defenders because of how deep, how far the, the ball they're playing. I mean, I could have threw a uh, pass to my mom on the slant route, and she could have gained five yards easy. Like, <laughs> but we put ourselves in that position because of how the. I don't know if it. I don't want to sit here and blame the schemes because the yeah. players still have to go out there and execute. And there's no. I don't think there's a coach in the NFL that's a defensive coordinator, or a coordinator, or a coach that doesn't know how to coach. You don't get that far without knowing how to coach, yeah. but. With the personnel that you have, if your scheme doesn't match the personnel, then it's not going to work, which is why I think when we get it, I know we'll probably get into it, but that's probably why we've seen some moves by the Titans this offseason that were a little aggressive because 
everybody, nobody was safe because nobody fit the scheme that they were trying to do. And the defensive coordinator uh, who's calling the plays didn't change. So in order for something to work, something has to get shaken up. And that's where we are right now. And I mean, not having the personnel, I think having like Clowney didn't do a lot for us this season. I understand that. But I think having him in that game against Baltimore, playing a little bit of containment, slows Lamar down a lot. I think having Clowney in the AFC Championship game, the cont- like that little run at halftime where like, Patrick Mahomes just kind of went full-on Madden mode against us and scored that touchdown, that doesn't happen like before half, and that's a whole different ball game. Don't forget, we like we, we, I think we lost that game by what eight, like nine. It was it was close, right? So like if you really think about it, like there's there's just little small pieces that we're missing from that team, and so we thought that we were bringing that in this year. It just didn't happen to work out. And, I mean, that's just kind of how the NFL season goes, you know. And I don't think anybody was beating that Tampa Bay team last year anyway. But I, I do think that any any fan that's a Titans fan knew that the shakeup needed to happen. Some were shocked into all of us. But we know that it had to happen. And that's just kind of – it's a business. It's how it goes. Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, do you blame the coach then for not sort of playing to the strengths of the defence last year and like not playing to their sort of schemes? Or no, is it just sort of like, you know, they're trying to play, they play the way they want to play? Uh, uh, yeah, I, these players get paid a lot of money and they yeah. they have to be able to, they, they got to be able to execute. And I think that there was, I think that there was a little bit of lack of identity when it came to this defence. And I don't think anybody knew exactly what their role was when it came to it. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons might have been like the the one shining piece of uh, the defense that we we hold dear to our heart because yeah. he actually he showed hard almost probably every game that he was in. But you know, with with Jayon Brown going down, he's like he's supposedly like that quarterback. Even though he didn't have a great he didn't have a great year. When you lose a linebacker like that, that's like losing your quarterback or your defense. That doesn't help. I mean, Kevin Kevin Byer didn't have a great year. I mean, having uh, a I, I put up, I'm sure. Anybody that does follow me that listens to this, if you go back and look, I put up a milk carton with a Dory's face on it because I didn't know where he was. I mean, <laughs> Khalif Raymond, Raymond just disappeared after everybody was so high on him because last year he was supposed to be our take the top off of defense, deep threat. And then all of a sudden, I, I, what, I, we looked it up our last episode. I think he had, he had like 500 yards last year, if that. Like, I mean, they just can't have it. It just can't happen. I mean, I did like – I liked Adam Humphreys. Like, I thought that he was a third-down machine and he was really good on, on uh, the offensive side. So, like, I did hate to see, like, him go because I think that he still he still got yeah. some of the tank. But, I, I mean, it's just – I mean, the defense just wasn't there. And I, I'm not putting all the blame on the players. And, I, I mean, we the, – the whole blame last year went on the coaches. Everybody was like, you know, we're not gonna be able to do this without a DC. It's defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Mike Vrabel needs to get over his been his uh, Bill Belichickian uh, complex, and like he has to make a move here. And I thought that there were some candidates out there that we probably could have bought in to really help the defense. Like, listen, I was I was trying to call Rex Ryan, but like, listen, bro, put the put the hoagie sandwich down. We need you now. Like, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's a, it's it's just a. It's just a situation and kind of how it went. Wade Phillips was uh, he's yeah. he was looking to get back in the game. Like he was out there, we could have we could have gave him a call. But at the same time, I don't know. Like I, players have to play, and they have to be able. To, yeah. I don't think that there's a scheme. 
out there that uh, that a coach can come up with that players can't can't make happen. But if those players don't fit the scheme, that's not how they like. That's not how they used to playing, or it just it's just a little off. Then it just yeah. it's just kind of how it goes. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Dean Pease looks like a genius now. So like, we'll. I'm very, very interested to see how Atlanta's defense looks. I mean, we're, we're Atlanta over. fans, like, so, you know, we're, we're quite excited. I wanted to ask you about, sort of, you know, Arthur Smith and Dan Pease, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if Atlanta comes out their first game and they hold the, the team they play under 21 points, oh, Titans toward is going to – it's going to go up in flank. Because <laughs> yeah. if we – if we have any team under under 25 points last year, then there's a there's a good chance we don't lose. We I mean we average yeah. we we scored thirty points a game easy. Yeah. So mm. I mean that that's just that's just that's crazy to me for an NFL team to know. Hey, listen, as long as you if you can hold them twenty one points or under, we're winning. Like that's crazy. But we weren't able to do it. But I, every game was a shootout. We had to score over thirty some points just to mm. win. So I don't know. I and when it comes down to it, I think both sides take some ownership of it. And uh, it's going to be a very telling season. And if our defense comes out and they don't really execute, then I, I, it's going to be very, very ugly for some of the things that are going to be called when it comes to the, uh, yeah. the you know, Shane, Bo- Shane Bowen's going to step up. It is what it is. Yeah. Michael breaks season for him. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned there about how much turnover there's been and how many players have sort of, you know, left this offseason. I mean, is there any that are going to be real misses for you? I mean, you've got 20 million dead cap as well. That just shows how much, how many players you have released. And, yeah. You know, especially at corner. I mean, you know, you've lost both your sort of starting corners from last year. I mean, Butler and Jackson. Yeah. They will sort of yeah, listen, come back from that. Listen, um, nobody expected Butler to get cut. Uh, obviously, mm. he was our best corner last year. Um, arguably, probably one of the best defensive players last year, other than Simmons. Like, maybe even better than Simmons if you really want to talk about mm. a position that's really really, really important when it comes to um, what he's able to bring to the field. Um, I, I don't – for me, I'm a big I'm a big USC guy. Like, I really like Southern Cal. Like, whenever I was coming up in high school, I used to follow him a lot. And I love to do it, Jackson. Uh, I know that his injury might be an issue. And I got this thing about people with small ankles, man. People with small – with thin ankles just seem to get hurt a lot. I don't know what that – I don't know what that's about. But I, I, I do think that um, – Malcolm, Malcolm Butler and Adore both being gone, it's going to be real yeah. telltale. And, like, I know that Jenkins shows flashes of being able to kind of make some plays and make some things happen, but I don't know if we filled that hole correctly. I know that there was all this talk out there about Gilmore and yada, 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 but I don't know if we were going to have what it took to make that move happen. But uh, that I, I feel like that the secondary moves are the ones that would kind of, like, I understand one if it had something to do with cap. It had something to do with them wanting to get money. And New York paid them. My girlfriend's a New York Giants fan, and I'm like, dude, like everybody from the Titans just went on It's like, what? Like, I don't understand exactly what's going on. They got four of our defensive backs now. But I mean, it's insane. So I, I, I think that the secondary moves probably shot there by the most. Um, I mean. It's kind of tough. Dennis Kelly kind of going out kind of hurts the depth that we have like on the line. Uh, unless you're unless you're like a really really deep fan and you analyze it, then I know offensive line isn't sexy, but to me it is when you got a two K rusher back there. Depth on the offensive yeah. line matters, you know. So yeah. 
I, I, yeah, but I want to say the most shocking moves were definitely in the secondary. Whenever I understand maybe getting rid of one, but whenever you drop two, and then you really we haven't really made enough moves to really make us feel that comfortable about what's going on yet. Uh, that's yeah. those those are shocking to me. Uh, the Corey Davis one, we we kind of called that a long a little a uh, long time ago. We just kind of felt like that the price point wasn't going to get there. When I found out how much he got for the Jets, though, it really wasn't that much. I feel like we probably could have actually gave him that deal. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. I, I do think the uh, the Jono move, move wasn't that shocking. Like, I'm glad that he got paid. Actually, actually, I think he got almost just as good a deal as Corey as a tight end, which was uh, crazy to me. But Bill Belichick was spending money. I think everybody in New England just sent him a stimulus check. And he just made moves. But, uh, I mean, so there's a lot that went on there. But uh, I think our offense has enough to, to make it. Uh, my my yeah. preseason my preseason player that everybody was sleeping on was Anthony Persker last year. And I think that he's proven that he can make some moves. He's, he's big, physical, went to Harvard, so he's the smartest guy on the field anyway. And I think that, he, I think that he'll, he'll be able to kind of flourish a little bit. And I don't think that offense will miss too much. I mean, when you get when you got when you, we already have the three headed monster. When you got Tannehill, Henry, and AJ, yeah. um, mm-hmm. having a little bit of extra help right there would have helped. We could have bought in like a veteran would have been nice if we could have get made if we would have been able to land Galladay. Then you know all bets are off. Then we can just focus on the defense. We're good. But now yeah. we got to look into the draft to see about kind of maybe filling that hole and bringing in a little bit of blood in there. But and then we could have just focused on cornerback. But cornerback's going to have to be addressed. Um, another, uh, obviously, we know we need uh, edge, we need some help on the line on defense, and then that yeah. wide receiver one's going to have to be addressed for sure. You, you know, you touched upon the offensive line slightly there. You know, over a player um, depth you've lost. I mean, it's my favorite stat last year that eight of the top ten rated offensive lines on the PFF went to the playoffs. You know, and yeah. like the lowest ranked PFF offensive line was sixteenth of the playoff team. So it just shows how important that line is, especially when you've got, like you say, a guy running behind them like Derek Emery. I mean, do you think this line's going to sort of still be as good next year? Uh, I don't know about as good, but what I will tell you is that um, I think that we have what we need to be able to still produce. We'll still, uh, nobody works harder than Derek Emery in the off season. I, 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 I want to say all those workout videos that get posted online are probably just like what he does for fun. And like, and instead of drinking beer like me, he's working out. I mean, that's what he does. So I, I think that he's still going to be able to produce regardless. And I do think we do have some, we have some talent on the offensive line. Uh, hopefully LaJuan comes back hundred percent. That's going to be a big tell uh, sign. That's going to be a big telltale how everything kind of goes too. But I think we're okay on the offensive line to be able to still kind of get things done. We just kind of have to make sure that we have everything else around Derek to make it easy. It's really hard to put eight in the box when you have Corey Davis and AJ Brown doing what they were doing last year. I mean, the, the two two big sort of signings on defense as well, like Bud Dupree and Autry, both look great signings to me. I mean, sort of should probably replace the clowny sort of production that you lose. I mean, I know he didn't put up the sack numbers last year, but. Yeah. pressures and stuff. I mean, are you happy with the two signings? Yeah, I listen. Uh, Bud said that Bud said that he plans on coming in and set the tone on defense. If Bud Dupree comes back, he is healthy and he's able to still have the same strength and the same productivity that he's had. Then I have no doubt that he's going to be able to. Uh, he's going to be productive right off the bat. And then you have you adding you adding uh, 
you had Naughtry in there with uh with Simmons on the interior with Dupree being able to do the things that he does. And we still don't even know if there's a chance we may even bring Connie back. We're not sure yet. But, I mean, with everything kind of – I don't know. I mean, I do think that those two are going to be productive. And the good news is is that if they are able to come out and if Lord help if one of them gets the, if one of them gets a sack in the first two games and we'll just be <laughs> cheering for joy because we don't know what that looks like. So that'll be uh, that, that'll be that'll be incredible. But um, yeah, I, I, the bud signing was huge. Uh, I, yeah. I think Sal Sal posted about it right off the bat after the playoff game. Like he, he's a big bud guy. He's like so he's all over that. And like I said if healthy and he can actually he's still that strong he's still that fast and he can bring he can uh bring what he's supposed to to the table then we will see a little bit more productivity out of this defense i think that the defense is going to come back and prove regardless but uh i i think that they definitely made some noise there we need to, we need a little bit more you can't play every single snap so i, I we need a little bit more depth uh but We'll see exactly what happens. And, of course, Jayon Brown taking a team-friendly deal, saving us some money so we can make some more moves. Unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. Yeah, that's huge. I think, um, yeah, sort of on the touch on that point, um, sort of just sort of going back to the corner side now, obviously, like you say, the big losses. And the one guy that I sort of, sort of you know, sort of flashed in the pan a couple of times, he didn't play um, a massive amount. I don't think that exact amount of games was um, Christian Fulton. I think he was on the COVID list. Um, for a few games yeah. and stuff, but he showed yeah. some flashes. Um, do you think he's going to be pushed more into a starting role, pending what happens um, in the draft? I suppose. Obviously, we'll get onto that a few, few later. Yeah. But he seemed like a guy that could maybe step up. I mean, what, what do you think about him? What, what do you like? What you see, or do you think he needs a little bit more work? Fulton went. To, he went to LSU, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Fulton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I know. I, I was. That was just a trick question. He went to LSU and he's a cornerback. Yeah. Listen, I expect him. He better. He better find a way to be a key aspect in this. I expect him yeah. to be able. I expect him to be able to start showing why he got drafted where he got drafted now. Uh, there's no that he has the athleticism. Now I think that it's time for him to it's time for him to literally build his body, put on put on a few pounds of muscle, five to ten pounds of muscle, and to absolutely become a film rat. Like he needs he needs to know tendencies of the receiver that he's facing each week, what these teams like to do, and he needs to like just kind of work on his technique. Now it's time to transition his college game to the NFL game. Raw talent gets you so far, but unless you're yeah. a student of the game and you know the techniques and you know what these receivers are doing. They'll make you look silly, and I think that uh, yeah, it's time for him to actually step up. And he will be a he'll be a vital part, and he has what it takes to do it. Now we just got to make sure he stays healthy, one, and he just absolutely just gets his body right. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. A lot of these players work off of raw athleticism, tend to get hurt a lot because they just don't get their body right. I think that was a Dory's issue because he's just been he was Mister All he was Mister All Pac Ten did it all USC. I mean punt return, kick return, receiver, and DB, and he was great at all of them, and that works real well when you're playing against college kids that may not get this shot that you got. But when you get to the NFL, if you don't put in the work, then you just kind of fall to the wayside, and we're just like, hey, like, remember when we signed this one guy? Yeah, like, he was he was okay. Like, and you, if you want to be great, you got to work. And I think that Christian I mean, Fulton you know, is top for him to do it. 
I think we've seen that with your first round pick from last year. I mean, won't go over it too much because obviously what's happened with him. But I mean, Isaiah Wilson. I mean, what what was your take on him last season? I mean, he's just um, you know, he's just, uh, you know, obviously it's a it's a weird subject now because of like yeah. the issues that he kind of has off, off, the, off the field, and I don't think there's anybody that doesn't want him to kind of figure it out and get help. Yeah, if he doesn't yeah. want to play football anymore, then that's fine. Yeah. But um, we just hope that he kind of like gets a little bit smarter when it comes to the things that he does. Because I mean, the problem is you give some men money and you know what happens. Isaiah Wilson was one of those types that just he had a really great body for the position and it was easy for him to kind of throw it around. And that and that yeah. worked that worked really that worked really well in college. And I mean, yeah. but in the NFL, NFL is just a, a completely different speed. You're literally playing across from eleven guys that worked just as hard as you to get to the next level and they're working to try to keep their job. So if you don't work to keep your job, then you won't keep your job. And that's how, and I mean, I'm, and that's speaking on Isaiah Wilson, speaking on everybody. You, mm-hmm. Everybody has to put in the work in order to still be able to kind of compete. And any, it can end at any time. And there's a lot of great quarterbacks that were really great that just came in the NFL and they just thought, I mean, Ryan Lee, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that kind of goes into it. you got to you have to be different. You just have to have a different mindset. You can't let the money go to you. We don't want to see you flash it. You, uh, we want to see you in the gym. I mean, that's the yeah. difference between a Derrick Henry and uh, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Wilson. I mean, that's just kind of how that goes. And it, yeah. it makes it really tough on the front office when your first-round pick does that. I mean, I don't know how long it took the Chargers to probably get over how bad Ryan Leaf was whenever they took him first overall. But, mm-hmm. I mean – when you take somebody first round and they flop that bad, it's tough. And, and it, you know, now, everyone that was below him gets brought up as well. Like, oh, you could have had, you know, yeah, underneath oh, yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, you could, yeah, you could have, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there was plenty, plenty of players that showed a lot of promise that came out of that rookie class last year. And I mean, we thought that we were filling the need. And Lord help, Lord help us. If we even think about looking at a tackle in first round this year, it, it, it can't happen. I know I said we need. I know I said we need some depth there. Uh, go go find go find a UPS guy in a factory that's just been lifting heavy boxes and put him in there. We're fine with that. We don't have a problem signing FedEx kickers. Go get a UPS lineman. Don't do it. I mean that's yeah. just that's just I, I'm, that's just a warning. That's a warning from somebody. Just I just sit back and watch the climate of the fan base. We don't want it. I mean, and it's just kind of how it is. But now it does put a lot of pressure on that front office because we are going to be – we're really – there's a lot of people that are, that are coming out of this draft that people are really high on. And, of course, you see these pro day numbers and they look all they look all sexy. Everybody's running – everybody – all of a sudden, everybody can run a 4-4. Four, four. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but, uh, I, so, I mean, so there's – yeah, so there's a lot of stuff to go. Like these pro days, when they videotape it, they show these clips. We all salivate. And we salivate and we get all excited. We're like, yeah, I want that guy on my team. That, right now, there's about 20 guys right now that have had a pro day that I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's sign him. No chance because they're all going in like the first, like 15. We're picking 22. Like, yeah. it's not going to happen. But at the same time, there's a lot of pressure on J-Rob and uh, Brable to make sure that they're making the right moves. You see them at these pro days and they're evaluating talent and all this and that, but they know in the back of their mind, they're like, okay, what do we have to do to not have that situation again? And that situation was very rare, by the way. You might have oh, a yeah, flop, yeah. but 
rare that you have somebody that just gets in the NFL and they're just like, hey, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to, I, I appreciate the check, but I don't want to be like, you know, that, that rarely happens like that. So I, I think that they'll be okay. I just think that they really should probably go for us. They probably should, you know, this year play the sexy thing. It is literally get the quarterback, get the wide receiver, you know, get the, get the edge rusher. Uh, and of course we've been yeah. projected to get that kid out of Georgia. I, I won't try to pronounce his name. I knew how to say it for like one minute whenever I was evaluating it. I don't know how to say it anymore. But, um, oh, Aziz, that's his name. Um, but we've been projected to get him in like a lot of mock drafts. But those mock drafts change weekly. And, and if I see one more yeah. mock draft, I might I might actually drop my car off the bridge. But um, there's um, – I mean, it's just, that's, what, that's what we do in the offseason. Like, there's a lot of talent out there. And there's a lot, like I said, whenever you see all these pro days, I mean, they, 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 uh, they sway us. They may, they get us excited. Draft season's fun, man. Like it, it's one of the funnest times ever. And yeah. now that, now that all the signings seem to be dying down, that's where all eyes go to. Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. I mean, you know, just, just moving on to the draft for the, like, your team this year. I mean, for me personally, I've, I've sort of got you taking a corner. I mean, I had you taken Jason Horn, but he's sort of shut up some balls now. You know, like, as you say, everyone seems to be doing rapid times, funny, at their own facilities, timed by their own guys. But, you know, we won't go into that. But, I mean, who do you sort of want in the draft? Have you got any players you got your eyes on? Mm. You know, um, I think I think Pittman. I think Pittman looks really good. Um, obviously, uh me, Sal, and Nick, we we salivated over Kyle Pitts, but he's not going to fall down that far, that far. I do think that Horn would. I do. I do think if Horn is there, that uh, he has a really good possibility. If we if we're being if we're really talking realistically, if he falls if he falls to twenty two, I think that that's a very realistic pick. Uh, I don't know because I don't know if we actually have to go D lineman right up the bat now. So yeah. I do think that corner. I do think that. Uh, I do think Eli and Jason have a really good chance of uh, wearing two-tone blue next year and probably making an immediate impact because of the depth that we have at those positions now. So uh, those that I would I would if if I was a bet man, which I am a degenerate, I would probably say that one of those two is where I would put my money right now. I think it makes sense. I think yeah, I mean, uh, just just through the sorry Tim, just through the departures. I mean, just it, it's hard, isn't it? Because obviously you get you got some of these different mentalities of the GMs and stuff that will sort of try and go out for free agency for the needs, and then obviously you'll get some players, uh, sorry GMs that will be so like best player available. And sometimes it can be a case scenario because I think with you guys picking at twenty two, it's a little bit of a weird situation because you're in that sort of twenty. I mean, you're lucky this year that the the draft is very much. Um, it's a very deep draft. You know, you've got a lot of deep position groups this year. So, you know, there's going to be guys, some talented guys there, especially in round one, um, to sort of have your, your take of the pick, obviously, to see how it plays out. But 22, is, it's quite a funny bracket between, like, 20 and 30. Like, I always find, you know, I mean, seeing teams that have picked up some, like, nice players there. But, I mean, would be a trading back scenario be an interest to you at all? I mean, like you say, there's, there's a couple of... Um, players and stresses like you said that you wouldn't mind picking up a bit later on I mean if, if, if an offer's there for you at 22 because you know some players slide always a case in the draft someone slides someone wants to trade up I mean what would your what would your dream scenario be would you like to trade back or just pick best player available or what what, what you got on there you know it, it 
the trading back thing had a lot to do with free agency. If free agency goes perfectly for your team, then trading back's always the move, especially if you can pick up a draft pick in later drafts. So I think it would depend on what gets offered uh, to if it would make sense. Because if we can fill the needs and get some more pieces for later and then get maybe get a little bit of something that can kind of help with the depth and uh, also like kind of sprinkled in with it, then you have to kind of look at it. But I think that it really comes down to that. Um, but in a, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, you get the player that you want is just sitting there whenever they say the Titans are on the clock. Yeah. But uh, you never know what how the draft's going to go. I think what has to happen is you have to see how those first 10 picks go and see how the board's kind of looking. and Because the phone's going to be ringing in the war room nonstop anyway. So it depends on how it goes and those minds put it together. And you kind of just have to trust the process. A lot of a lot of it, it's really easy for fans to get really upset whenever a team kind of trades back and they don't get to see that first round pick get picked up because they, they get so excited about it. But at the same time, we still have to, and I've, I've preached this, we have to trust these guys that A, have been doing it for a while, B, just gave you an uh, AFC South championship and one of the best offenses that you've probably seen in Tennessee in a long time, if ever. And at the same, so we have, we kind of have to trust them when it comes to that decision. I think that it, there are going to be some teams that call and try to offer something as the draft goes on, but I think every team probably gets those phone calls. It just depends on if the, it depends on if it's attractive yeah. enough. So I, I don't know if I can touch on that because I, it would really, really depend on what team called what they would offer to, to be able to make that happen. And I think you made a really good point that they, you know, they really want to get it right this year after last season as well. So, you know, it's likely that they're going to be working really hard to sort of get their guy at 22, really, like a safe, safer pick, like you said. I mean, if we go on to next next season then, like, a you know, a prediction of what you sort of see, see your record being next year, I mean... I think personally, I think maybe a slight drop off last, from last year. I mean, what's your thoughts? No, no, seventeen and no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you remembered. You remembered seventeen and oh, no. So you didn't. You yeah, didn't. You yeah, didn't cook yeah. it up. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So yeah, seventeen and no. Without a doubt. What are you talking about? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, in, uh, in a dream world, in a dream world, what I guess what would it be? Twenty and all that? Uh, no, uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think. I think that they're, they're, there's going to be some hiccups. The schedule, I think, is a little bit more brutal. What are we playing? We're playing the NFC. Uh, I don't, I don't even remember off the top of my head. I got to get the official okay, schedule uh, when it comes out. But uh, yeah, I can grab it quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the schedule is a little bit tougher this year than it was last year. We did really well against. Uh, against like the Bears and the Bears in Minnesota and um, uh, last year. Uh, and of course, uh, I, who, who else is in there with those guys? The, uh, the Panthers Bay. obviously was in. Yeah, 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 that was an embarrassment. That was bad. <laughs> we don't play, play like no. playing and playing Aaron Rodgers in the snows. That's just not, that's not fun for anyone in the NFL. No. So <laughs> I, we didn't expect it to go as bad as it went, but that's whenever we realized, okay, like this, all, this defense really, really is incredibly bad. That's when we realized that. Um, but at a seventeen, so it looks game, like the NFC West and the AFC East. Is that? No, we're yeah. AFC South. 
yeah, yeah, like your, yeah. your schedule for next season. Oh, okay. So NFC, what did you say? NFC West? NFC and West AFC. and the so, AFC. So, so what's East. that? That's, yeah, a, that's, got, the right. car, that's the Cardinals, the Saints. So uh, Cardinals, 49ers, um, Rams, and Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking NFC. I'm thinking NFC South. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, a... Patriots, Jets, and. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah Miami. And it yeah, looks like you're yeah. playing Kansas as well. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if we really want to talk about it, uh, there's. That's a that's a hell of a lot tougher than it was last year. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's really hard to put a prediction on that because if I if I know what my final if I know what my final fifty three roster looks like, then I probably would speak a little bit more on it. Um, yeah. yeah, Until I know exactly what we have, uh, it's got to be. I'm just gonna say seventeen and no. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re- really, re- but to be realistic, that's that's got to be. I feel like whenever they put out the strength of schedules. This schedule is at least – it's going to be at least yeah. 10 points higher, if not more, than it was last year, for oh, sure. I mean, you've you've fallen against the best NFC division, in my opinion, and you've fallen against yeah. one of the best AFC divisions, and your division's getting yeah. a lot stronger. You know, the Jags have got, you know, that first pick. You know, Trevor Lawrence is meant to be this great prospect and stuff, and the Colts have done some good, good right. stuff. And, I, let, me, you know. let, me, let, me, let me say this, and you can clip this whenever you preview this episode if you'd like. <laughs> we will absolutely always, always own the Jaguars. The Jaguars, the Jaguars, the Jaguars, the Jaguars are that kid that we have no problem playing child support for because we will always own. Them. <laughs> I will put that. I will put that on record for the whole Titan nation. We, the, we will. We will own the Jag. Not. We will make Urban Meyer need to pop some aspirin because he's got, like that's how bad it's going. Like, I, I, I will go ahead and say that I do think that the Jaguars have a great future coming. Though I will, I will just to be honest, but for but my Titan heart will not let me say that we don't own the Jaguars. And Derrick Henry may actually truly have some kids on that team. I'm just saying. Um, but that, that that's that's what we say. I, I'm I, you know what I'm really really. I'm really intrigued for that matchup against the Colts. So I want to see how Wentz does uh, in that yeah. uh, in that in that offense. Because what what I do think is I do think that he has a couple of things mentally and maybe off the field that he had, kind of has to get straight. Because uh, Philadelphia is a tough place and they can kind of eat you up and they can riddle yeah. somebody down if they're not ready. Yeah. Especially playing in the most important position in football, that's tough. So I like yeah. I'm I'm curious to see exactly how he does. Houston's a dumpster fire right now. They have no idea what's going <laughs> yeah. on. Um, I was excited for Watson to go to the uh, to go to the Bears and go uh, somewhere in the NFC. Now I'm just hoping that he yeah. gets yeah. to play at all. Um, but there's uh, there's it's a situation, and I think that uh, I still think that it comes down to the Titans or Colts to take that division. But I, I also think that everybody's schedule is going to be so tough. This year, that um, yeah, it's not. I don't think it takes a whole lot to win this division. I think that uh, I think that nine, if not ten wins, get you yeah. the the division this year, and I, for sure get you. I think in the playoffs. I mean, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of teams beating up on each other, and that's one thing. I that's one thing I think I said about the. Um, I said that today actually. Whenever I, I had a little break in my my work day. Because somebody said, asked what we thought about the 17 game season, and I was honest about it. As a, as a mm. fan, we're ecstatic. 
I mean, as a player, I would I understand the frustration about it. It's an extra game wearing tear, but at the same time, like, when it comes to the money they make, I, like at the, they'll get over it at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. but but it does. Well, you know, it's only it, extra it makes, for playoff teams anyway, isn't it? Really, like I mean, right. If you're not getting to the playoffs, it's fine to play 17 games anyway. It's like you play one playoff game, you know. So yeah, yeah, makes it big. You know, it's it only it, more. It, for it makes them. it makes it extremely exciting. Am I excited that our last game is the Saints? Hell no. Am I excited that Drew Brees is going to be there? Hell yes. Yes. So uh, it, makes a, it makes a it makes a huge difference, and I, so yeah. and that'll be that. It'll be exciting. I, the NFL season I mean, is like. I'll tell you one thing though. Looking at this schedule and looking at the divisions you've got to play, I feel so sorry for the Texans. I mean, they're going to really struggle to win games next year. Looking at this sort of tough schedule your division's got. Every every game, every game is going to have to be taken seriously. There's not going to be one. Every single one of these games could get Jim Nance and Tony Romo. It's that big. Like every single one of those games could get those guys on it out of nowhere. Every single one of those, like they're all prime time worthy games. I think they're all going to. With everything that the Titans had going on last year, and then all these big names on there, everybody's going to want to see Jacksonville Jaguars after they have Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Everybody's going to want to see that. Everybody's yeah. obviously going to want to see uh, how Wentz does with the Colts. Everybody's going to want to see that. Yeah. Everybody loves watching Buffalo play because they're one of the most the most improved franchises that I've that in the league. I mean, it's just incredible what yeah. they've done. The Dolphins are on the come up. They, they they're not backing down. They're giving two of the reins down, so that's going to be big. We know what Arizona's doing. Those guys out there are crazy. Kyle Murray's four foot, and you can throw the ball ninety <laughs> yards. So that's insane. So everybody wants to see that. San Francisco, obviously, they got they got they got my man point star Jimmy down there. He looks he looks better than he's been playing, but he might step back up. Kansas City, obviously, is Kansas City. I don't get me yeah. into that. And then, of course, mm-hmm. everybody wants to see how is, how's New Orleans going to do post Drew Brees. It's tough yeah. because it's the end of an era. I think Drew Brees has been playing for forty years, so yeah. We're hoping they crumble next year. To, you know, being Falcons fans, we're hoping <laughs> listen, they crumble. <laughs> listen, you guys being Falcons fans, I will tell you this: you guys, you guys have a. Uh, it's going to be really fun to watch the Falcons at the R table to kind of get his whole scheme in, get the players that he really wants around him. You already got some talent down there as it is. Uh, you got – there's a lot of speed on that team. So I yeah. do think that Art can play Art can play that into his favor and really get everybody excited again. And uh, I, I mean, uh, eventually going to have to kind of look for Matt Ryan's successor, kind of get somebody in behind him. Mike, maybe if we're talking about your guys' draft, maybe something that you guys might have to get into. I don't know if you guys went over the thousand. I'm just giving you my yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But I mean, hopefully uh, for I, me, like I'd rather trade back. I mean, sitting at four, we're probably taking the fourth best quarterback. You know, because I think yeah. three are going to go in the first three picks this year. So yeah. I'd rather not this year. But you know, I think yeah. a lot of people said they should. So yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I don't. I'd be curious to see exactly what they do. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a, um, it's an, it's an exciting time to be an Atlanta Falcon fan right now too. I would say that because when you got when you get a new head coach like that, and then you got Dean Pease coming in to help out. I mean, all that stuff is really exciting because I do think that he's going to turn a lot of stuff around, and you won't be seeing any, uh, you won't be seeing any of those late game meltdowns. I promise you that. 
He's a pedal. He's a pedal oh, to Joe. the metal. Put up points. Fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm excited to try and have a run game. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had a run yeah, game yeah. for years. Yeah. 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 No, and, that, and that's and that's and that's tough because I mean there were some years where Atlanta really showed some some promise of a balanced offense and they were really fun to watch because they were really explosive mm-hmm. and we know obviously we know they were supposed to. I mean they were in the damn Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I mean we'll see we'll see. We'll, I mean you guys we'll got some talent down there. But like we'll I said, say. draft season, drafts, drafts are where teams are really made. So, like all these, all the, if if any fan listens to this, whatever your fan, whatever team you're a fan of, trust your ownership, stay calm, and you have if you really want to, if you really want to like go off about it. I'm sorry, I don't know if I can tell something or not, but if, no, if you really, you yeah, yeah, if you want to bitch about it, get you get you get you one good tweet out. Make sure that it says everything that you need to say, and then after that, trust the process and put your put go Falcons and go Titans at the end of it and let it ride. <laughs> like let let it ride because what I what happens is what happens is so, as a fan base we get so wrapped up and so emotional sometimes. But every Sunday mm-hmm. we're we're like wearing our team colors and we're watching every single play like it's like it's the Super Bowl. Like we get yeah. so into it, and w- like it's okay to be upset. And I hate people that say that it's not okay to be upset because let me tell you something. I get very upset over some of the stuff that our team does. My co-host, my co-host is notorious for it. Sal put out a tweet and just get absolutely crushed because the takes so hot. It's like literally, it's it's like, it's like, hey, like Sal, like don't touch the hot stove, and he just goes for it. (laughs) But like, it's just kind of how it's just but that is what the league is that's what we're supposed to be about we're supposed to be able to be passionate about it it's nothing but passion just don't get out of hand sometimes like like sal's a very passionate person but he doesn't get out of hand sometimes he's also known as one of the most loyal titan fans ever i mean that's why they that's why they interviewed him to talk about his fandom kid was born he he came out of the womb in a oldest jersey for god's sake so i mean that's just kind of like so you have you have to kind of you kind of have to balance it out. Some fans do a good job of it. Some fans get a little out of it when you start bashing your ownership all like every other day on tweets yeah. and stuff like that. It gets a little toxic. You don't want the cancers and stuff to kind of get into the fan base. You gotta kind of have to enjoy it because we're all watching the game on Sunday. We're all rooting for our team to win, and then when they're doing good, we don't want to hear from those people. So mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of how you kind of have to think about it whenever we kind of get into it. Cause it's really easy. It's really easy for our emotions to take over when it comes to this game. Cause it's a very, very emotional sport. We don't have as many games as these other sports. So we got, we literally have like from, we start, we start in, we start when the draft hits in April and then it, and for some of us, it ends at the end of December. And for some of us, we get to go to February, but after that, we all just kind of sit around and wonder, what if? What's next? Who should yeah. we fire? Can I burn down the city? Like that's what we do. So I mean, I mean that's that's what we do. So, that's the thought uh, process. And I think <laughs> if, you know every team has the has the motors. And I think it's. I mean, we had Kansas City on it, like we were speaking to them earlier, and he said even they have got plenty of people to just moan about the fam, the moan about how it's being run, and you know, look at them. They're, you know superb at the moment so every team's got their motors and I think you're right you've just got to trust your ownership and trust support them trust the process trust, trust the process indeed Sam honestly um, yeah. Sam we'll, we'll, cut, we'll cap it off there for you um, 
really appreciate you coming on. Obviously, the, this is one of sim what you've been doing, but obviously you've just come from work and you've literally been talking to us driving home. And I really appreciate the uh, the time, you know, because you're literally making time for us. You've just come out of work, so I really, really appreciate you coming on and talking Tennessee with us. Really, really appreciate it. Good stuff. Well, listen, if there's anything that I like to do is talk is talk ball, and I, I, I'm listen. I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan. I love what you guys are doing. You guys keep it up. I'll make sure I put this out. Be sure everybody's following you, you guys. And it's been an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to come back. Maybe we can talk about how we just absolutely crapped the bed in the draft and I'm going to be kicked <laughs> off. And it'll be one of the best episodes I promise you you ever had because I will go off if we don't lose this draft right. But we'll see what happens. 17 and 0. Uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely so, Sam. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on. Definitely, definitely so. And then after our listeners, thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Take care.